Sí. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus. And here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM. We are brought to you by Caledonian Financial. Today we're going to have a great show. We have with us the mayor of Columbia, Mr. Chaz Mulder. Welcome to the show, Chaz. Thank you, Jack. Glad to be here. And may, we have also, with from the same office, J.C. Bomar. She is the Public Information Officer and Communications Coordinator for the City of Columbia. Welcome, J.C. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And a very special guest today, because we're going to be discussing some things about um, the Columbia Mayor Youth Council. Is it Mayor's Mayor Youth Council? Anyway, Columbia Mayor's Youth Council. And so we have the chairman, the student, the 12th grade student from, he is from Columbia Academy, and we have Keaton Kodat. Welcome, Keaton. Good morning. It's good to be here. Thanks for coming to the show. Hey, Keaton, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into talking a little bit about um, the Columbia Mayor's Youth Council. Yeah, well, like you said, uh, I'm a senior at Columbia Academy. I've gone there my whole life, and uh, I've lived in Columbia my whole life. My dad actually teaches up at CA. had two older sisters who went through there, and... um, yeah, that's about it about me. CA is a great school. I'm, I'm good friends with Dr. James Thomas, and he helps out a lot with some uh, other endeavors I have, like with blood assurance and stuff. So thank you to uh, Dr. James Thomas for being on the blood assurance advisory board, by the way. Mr. Ch- Mayor Mulder, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I think if you live in the city of Columbia, you probably know who Mayor Mulder is, but give us a little insight. Well, uh, first of all, thanks again, Jack, for having me. I'm glad to be on the show for yeah, the first, first time, time ever. We discussed that. I'm a rookie here, and I'm, I'm proud to be here. appreciate what this show does and putting out the good word. Uh, Chaz Mulder, mayor of the city of Columbia, born and raised in Columbia, uh, as you know, went to McDowell Elementary with Dorn and Central High School, then went off to college and law school and uh, my wife and I came back here to sort of uh, plant our roots and uh, watch it grow and uh, we have three kids in public schools here in Columbia and really have just enjoyed watching Columbia grow in a very vibrant way right at the time that we moved back to town and so it's been a a really good ride. I'm really good and proud today to be here to talk about the Mayor's Youth Council and appreciate you uh, allowing us to spotlight that but you know you, you see folks like Keaton uh, and the leadership that they that they have, and that they're sort of blossoming in front of our own eyes. I tell mm-hmm. I tell the mayor's youth council a lot that I'm only 38 years old, so I'm probably uh, you know closer to their age as a mayor than there's ever been before. I know I'm mean, the youngest mayor in uh, in Columbia's history, and so I feel a special obligation to to our youth for that matter. Absolutely, so it's been a really good uh, opportunity to see this this council grow. Oh man, awesome. I, I didn't realize you were only 38 years old. I, I'm, I'm, gosh, I'm feeling really old right here, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We, we, won't, we won't talk about how old we feel. About, uh, yeah. Again, I was talking with Keaton about the last time I actually got to see him and, and how old he's making me feel. So uh. I got you. <laughs> there, there will come a time where I will probably not tell you my age, but for now I'll, I'm okay with it. Give me a couple years and okay. I might keep it a little closer. Well, let, me, let, me, let me just rephrase that. I'm very proud. I'm 59 and loving life and things are great. So I'm not really ashamed of it. It's just I'm feeling older when I hear that you're only 38. And I think I'm 
I've known you for a decade, so I, right. I, didn't, I didn't know you were that young. JC, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am actually from about 20 minutes south from here. I'm from Pulaski. Um, I went to Richland High School, and from there I went to UT Martin. Um, I studied communications and marketing. Um, after I graduated, I moved to Nashville. Um, I had some marketing positions there, and I was the one that said I would never come back to a small town, but yet here I am. Um, and I've loved every bit of it. It's been amazing to watch Columbia grow over the years um, and to prosper and to see where Columbia is going in the future. That's cool. And I, I like the fact that you came back home and, yeah. and in this area and everything. And, and you're right, Columbia is growing yeah. a, a lot right now. And we'll talk a little bit about, more about that later in the show. I have some questions for you, Mayor, about that. But I really want to get right into the Columbia, the, you called it the Mayor's Youth Council. That's right. So I'm just going to shorten it and say that. Keaton, can you tell me a little bit about how did you decide to get involved in the Mayor's Youth Council, and how did you become chairman of this year's Mayor's Youth Council? Well, uh, it originally started as me just approaching Mayor Mulder about internship positions at, at City Hall. I've always been really interested in local government, and I wanted to kind of see how everything worked around there. And uh, I sat down with Mayor Mulder, and he conveyed to me how he had always had a vision for a uh, youth council in Columbia where civically-minded teens from around the county could come together and, and actually implement some real change. Uh, but he told me he really never had anybody to to lead that endeavor. So I decided then and there that I really wanted to start that council. Uh, I had I immediately knew people that uh, at my school who I know would be great on the council. So over the next few months, I, I worked with Mayor Mulder and Miss Bomer, as well as uh, Miss Kelly Murphy over at the city. And uh, we put the council together. And then once it started uh, this last fall, uh, I got elected chairman at our at our first meeting. Way to go. And now let me understand this. You were instrumental in the beginning of the mayor's council with Mr. with Mayor Mulder. Yes, sir. Uh, we together put together all the documents to, to kind of pitch it to the city. And, and let me just say, Jack, he, he's being very humble. Uh, I'm, this thinking, that. I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking that as, as I'm going, wow, that's huge. Go ahead. I mean, as, as he mentioned, he did. He, he sent me an email and said he'd like to meet. And, and I, I jumped on that opportunity. We always love to get those kind of emails that they want to meet and sort of learn more about local government. And so um, little did I know that uh, the individual behind that email would be someone as, as impressive and ambitious and sophisticated and intelligent and all the things that Keaton Kodad is. And so uh, we hit it off uh, immediately. And, and I did share with him my thought that I felt like Columbia needed to do a better job of engaging its young people. Again, I said uh, at the outset, I have a little bit of a, a, a feeling of a special obligation there, given that I am a younger mayor and that I feel the ability to connect with younger folks uh, just as easily as I do older folks. And so um, it just sort of was a perfect uh, storm, if you will, that, that Keaton came on board at the same time that we were trying to figure out ways to engage young people. And now what you see are the fruits of Keaton's labor because uh, we're already seeing this Mayor's Youth Council um, do great things in our community. And while they're at it, they're having a little bit of fun and they're learning about local government. So it's really uh, a success uh, no matter how you look at it. Wow, that is <clears throat> that is really great, Caitlin. Thank you for being taking that initiative and getting with Mayor Mulder and doing that. So let's tell our listening audience a little bit about the Youth Council. Um, so either anybody can chime in. I'll, any of you three, I'm going to ask questions. What is the purpose behind the Mayor's Youth Council? 
Well, I'll start, uh, Jack. I mean, primary purpose, number one, is to uh, engage young people to be civically minded. I mean, what we want to do is create a sense of community with our young people so that they'll want to move back here uh, maybe one day. And even if they don't want to move back here so that they'll always be proud of where they came from. And no matter where they are, they'll be able to utilize uh, skill sets that they acquired while they were in high school, while they were on this marriage youth council to, to contribute to society, no matter where they live, whether or not it's locally or across the country or even across the world. And so that, that was primary focus, but also wanting to do some good while we're at it. I mean, we're not just a, a group that just wants to sit around and, and put on paper that we're on the mayor's youth council. I mean, this is a group that has from the outset gotten to work, they've rolled up their sleeves and they've shown a desire to do good things in the community. Um, it was fun to walk the Christmas parade route and and uh, wave to folks. I mean, so we are having a little bit of fun. But on the other hand, we also uh, had a toy drive uh, this year that, that, I mean, the amount of toys that we were able to uh, rein in during this drive was just simply incredible when you consider that six months ago this council didn't even exist. And so uh, it's really checking all the boxes of getting young people together, getting them engaged, getting them civic-minded, having a little bit of fun, but also doing good work in the community. And so those things are sort of the primary drivers of this council. And I think the beauty of this first year is that we're learning a lot as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, as I told the council when we first met, I mean, they're sort of the guinea pigs. They have the opportunity to write the script of how this council is going to look in the years ahead. Uh, and so they they get to be the first uh, class of the mayor's youth council. It'll culminate at a city council meeting where they'll be there in attendance and they'll be uh, recognized and we'll talk about their good work and they'll have an opportunity to engage and speak to council. Um, but but this being the first class, it's been a really unique opportunity to let them sort of trailblaze, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've been doing quite a bit of that. So there are plans to continue this, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think this is the beginning of something. I think uh, five years from now, this council will be even more uh, instrumental in in community activities and more engaged uh, to the extent that's possible because this first one out of the gate is so engaged as it is. But absolutely, there'll be a a second year that'll start sometime uh, in in the spring Mm -hmm. uh, for the next school year and, and continue onward. And one thing that Keaton pointed out, I mean, we are... Um, uh, private school, public school, Columbia schools, county schools. I mean, all, all, all right. across the spectrum. I mean, if you are an engaged, uh, civically minded young person uh, in high school, we want you. Um, and whether or not you live in the city limits of Columbia or whether or not um, you go to a public school or a private school, we want you to come together and, and let us all sort of show that when we, when we unify and when we come together, the, um, there's a lot we can do. Hey, Keaton, what do you plan on doing after you uh, graduate from high school? Uh, I plan on studying physics, hopefully at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Physics. I want to become a college professor. That is amazing. And, you know, Jack, he's also being very humble there. Again, again. Um, and, and I'm glad that you asked Keaton what he wanted to do because Keaton um, has has excelled in a number of areas, including his academics, uh, scoring perfect on the um, ACT. Is that oh right, Oh, my. Uh, perfect score. Wow. Congratulations, uh, and, Keaton. And, Thank and you. Receiving other honors that are they're academic related, national merit, et cetera. Um, and, and he is just an absolute bright shining star. And so that's the other thing about this youth council is we're able to highlight our young people yeah. and, and, and let the community know, Hey, look, if, if you're worried about the future or if you're worried about the direction your community is going, look no further than Keaton Kodat, look no further than the mayor's youth council, because there are some, some good young 
young people that are preparing themselves for a lifetime of service in public works. And Keaton said he wants to, uh, to go to MIT. I hope that's the college that he matriculates. No matter where he goes, he's going to be successful. But one, one good example, Keaton, I hope you don't mind me sharing of where I want this to be beneficial for, for the, for the members of the council as well. Um, there is a, a former Columbia Central High School student that went to MIT, um, Chris Johnson. He was the valedictorian at Columbia Central back in 1998. And I knew Keaton's desire to go to MIT. And I thought, you know what, maybe maybe there's some opportunity there to connect. Well, it turns out Chris Johnson um, and Keaton have connected. I've sent an email, and they've gone on from there. Chris has offered some opportunities to help through the process. And Chris's father-in-law actually happens to be in the same department of the same college where Keaton wants to matriculate. And so there's there's some mutual benefit there and, and what a cool story it is that the one of the only if not the only uh mit student to come from columbia is now having an opportunity to mentor and help navigate the aspiring mit student who lives in columbia i can't think of a better example of how this youth council is is really just checking all boxes that's a great story. That, you, you didn't mind him sharing that, did you? Uh, <laughs> Keaton, if, you know, we're on radio, so you can't see it. Keaton has a nice smile on his face. He's a, he's a, he's a very smart young man, and, I, and I'm really impressed by what I'm hearing here, Chaz. And um, so let's talk about some of the object, objectives of the Mayor's Youth Council. Um, you guys will give me some notes here. So um, if you want to – who wants to take the first one and give me an idea? JC, you want to chime yeah. in a little bit? Yeah, so when – this was brought up about creating this mayor's youth council when Keaton um, approached Mayor Mulder. We know Mayor Mulder had been working, had been thinking about creating a uh, youth council for a while, and that was something that he was really passionate about implementing. So when Keaton approached him, this was just great. It was a perfect fit. Um, and so we always wanted to keep at the forefront of our mind was just this was for the youth, and this is something that we want them to have to advance their leadership skills, um, to make connections, um, to steward them in the correct way for local government, for their future, for college, or for anything that they decide to do. Um, and we just want to make sure that they are very well educated um, and that they are just very engaged in the future um, and with their community. And it's great to watch them just in meetings about how they just engage with each other. I mean, a lot of them didn't know each other um, before they stepped into these meetings or this council. Um, and the way that they, they just embraced each other and just accepted each other and started talking and just getting things done um, and just moving forward and making sure this council um, was really what they wanted and they really wanted to impact and do a positive um, impact in the in the community. So that is just amazing to watch them um, at such a young age just to be able to do that. Yeah, it is. And, Mayor, you mentioned they did a toy drive. I think I've seen some of that on social media, Um, even places like Boys and Girls Club. I think Robin uh, um, Perry is a good friend of mine, and I've seen her posting on her social media. Hundreds and hundreds of gifts were given to the students, and including at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, actually, over over five hundred uh, uh, items were were acquired during that process, and uh, the the youth council put up uh, boxes uh, for folks to donate at, at various schools across the county. We had a box at City Hall, mm-hmm. uh, and there were a couple other locations. And so, you know, what that did is a few things. In addition to to making a Christmas bright for for individuals who might not have otherwise had that, but it also raised the awareness a little bit and you know what if somebody at columbia central high school or columbia academy or spring hill is walking past uh the box and they see mayor's youth council and you know they're they're saying 
saying, hey, what is that? Mm-hmm. And maybe they want to know more. Or even if they don't want to know more, at least they know that there is a group in their school that's engaged that's helping the community because that's what this is all about. Again, just increasing awareness and taking pride in your community and trying to do good work, being civically minded, being civically engaged. I mean, I know Keaton and the Mayor's Youth Council have had really – sort of direct access to the top levels of city government, uh, you know, from, from, and I'm not just talking about me. I mean, I mean, all of city council, the city manager's office, obviously JC, uh, being a part of, of, of that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's created some really unique opportunities, uh, for them to be engaged and to establish connections and contacts that hopefully will serve them well uh, in the years ahead. Yeah. I see where that's part of the objective is to provide the city of Columbia through its elected leadership and other city leaders, an opportunity to engage with future community leaders such as Keaton and others to gain better perspective regarding youth issues, concerns, interests, and ideas. I really like that you can have that connection between the officials in our city and the students, and you're able to listen to them because you would, in a normal situation, would probably not hear these things unless they're your actual student. I mean, if they're, I mean, if they're your, um, your child. So that is really good objective. I really like that one. Tell us a little bit about the future community leaders part of the objectives. Keaton, you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. I know um, from a a student perspective, it it gives us a great opportunity to kind of get a little training before we go off to college about what city government really is like, if if that is something we want to pursue. And um, I know a lot of other members in the council that I've met uh, have aspirations of of leading in city government or even even beyond that. And I think the council is just a great place where we can all get together and kind of get get a window into the inner workings of, of government. And I think that's great to foster uh, leadership among some of, I think, our community's brightest students. That is, that is a very good – Chaz? Yeah, I was just going to say – Keaton said that perfectly, and that's that's exactly what that component of the objective is. One one thing I shared with the youth council uh, when we first met, I fell in love with local government and and acquired sort of a desire to get involved. When I was a, in high school, I was a student body president at Central High School. I thought that there needed to be a sign on James Campbell and Line Parkway that pointed to Columbia Central High School because if you were a visitor and driving on James Campbell, you would never know that this county's flagship school was just down the road. I picked up the phone and I called Mayor Barbara McIntyre. And to my pleasant surprise, uh, Barbara McIntyre answered the phone, took my call, and within two days there was a sign pointing towards Columbia Central High School off of James Campbell, and that sign is still there today. And I never will forget that. Uh, because of Barbara McIntyre doing what she did for me is why I feel that obligation and have it ingrained in me when a guy like Keaton reaches out to make sure I uh, you know, engage with him. And so because of Barbara and what she did for me, I think I'm now able to pay it forward. And I have a dare – uh, say I make a, a projection here, a prediction, but I suspect on this mayor's youth council there is someone um, that will ultimately be the mayor of the city of Columbia one day. And so I want them to be able to share this story about the mayor's youth council, and hopefully they'll be able to pay it forward too. I like that uh, prediction. Um, that's uh, pretty bold, but I like it a lot. Um, you know, you can do anything you want to do. You can be anything you want to be. All you got to do is believe and think that you can do it and just put yourself to it. Keaton, you're a prime example of somebody that's really focused on getting there and doing the things that you need to do. And like going to MIT, like starting up a mayor's youth council. Um, that's amazing that in that you did this obviously in, in 11th grade. Um, so 
I'm I'm really impressed with your your drive right now. So I'm being signaled by Coach Mike um, that we have to let our sponsors get in and say a word here. But this has been a great first segment. Thank you so much. We're going to be back to talk more about the Mayor's Youth Council after we hear forward from our sponsors. And we want to thank Caledonian Financial for sponsoring the Big Yellow School Bus. We'll be back after these words. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the home of the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years on WKRM 103.7 and 1340 AM. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Our company, The Garbage Man Incorporated, has been advertising on WKOM and WKRM for years now, and as a result, our company has really grown. Now we're looking for young, healthy, hardworking people to grow with us. We are in need of drivers and helpers. We pay serious money. So if you like outside work and want to work for a great local company, call me at 931-540-0919 and let's talk. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools.
Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you so much for our sponsors for the Big Yellow School Bus, especially Caledonian Financial. We so appreciate that. We are having a great show talking about the Mayor's Youth Council with Keaton Kodat. He is the chairman of this year's and the kind of, I would say, the founder of the Mayor's Youth Council. And we're here with Mayor Chaz Mulder and J.C. Bomar. Bomar, right? Yes. Okay. Make sure I say it right. Um, I have a tendency to just be very, um, how do I say that with words, how I read? Um, I, I'm very, when I first started reading the schools, when I started the school district, I said, back down in Hampshire. And people are going, oh, no. What? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> and or I quickly say Maury County. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how we tell, that's how we tell if you're a foreigner or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did that also. Um, so I learned real quick that I had to make sure I was saying things properly. And now I do definitely say Hampshire and Murray. So um, I'm in line now. I think somebody on one of the other radio shows called me out on the air live one day and I had to text her and go, what are you talking about? Anyway. So thank you guys for being here today. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the Mayor's Youth Council. So tell us a little bit how it operates. And we covered, we talked a little bit about projects, and you can add anything to that. And then maybe about the next year's application process. Because yeah. this is something that you don't get tapped on the shoulder. You have to apply for, right? Correct. Okay. So tell us a little bit how it operates. Yeah. So we meet as a regular group once a month, um, and we come together and... We just talk about things that they would like to see implemented in the city, um, things that they would like to do to make a positive impact. We talk about projects they would like to do. Um, so just different topics throughout. Um, and then we're also working on just making sure that they get um, some learning opportunities out of this, um, to speak with local officials, to speak with different um, community members, um, and also just some some building. We like to do some resume building or some things that will help them in the future also. Um, so that's some different things that we do in our meetings. And then bi-monthly, we will do um, a coffee with the mayor, and that's when Mayor Chaz Mulder comes in. Um, some other of our city council members um, will come in and just speak to them about things that are going on in the city um, and just any type of learning opportunity that they would like to explain to them or that anyone in the council has questions for city council. Um, like we said, we really wanted this to be an amazing learning opportunity and a way to engage um, and to connect um, for their future. Um, so that's kind of how our meetings um, go. The application process, we will open it again in May of this year, um, and it will be open throughout the summer. And they can find the applications on our website. We have a certain page for our mayor's youth council. Let me ask a question. Yeah. It's, it's geared towards the school year, right? Correct. So it'll, yes. be, it'll be, you'll do it in May 2022 for the 22-23 school year. Correct. Okay. Yes. We start in August um, and then we work through April April um, with, with our meetings and then we'll, we'll round that up um, in April with the city council meeting. Cool. We'll do a recognition um, at that. And so our application will open for the next school year in May of 2022. And then it'll close in August. And then uh, we'll review the applications and then we'll notify the students and then we'll get started. And just to let our listening audience know, um, JC had sent me the application and the information and we made sure we got that out to all of our schools. Correct. Um, to let students know that there was an opportunity to be on the Mayor's Youth Council. 
Yeah, we connect with guidance counselors, principals, um, anyone in the community. We connected with you to get the the information out. Um, we have an Instagram for Mayo Youth Council. We have a Facebook page. So there's different ways that you can uh, reach out and connect with us in a way that we're getting information out to the community also. Yeah, I think that's a great point. We do have some social media pages that, that would be of note for someone who might be interested. And, you know, we did a lot this first year to try to get the word out. Hopefully mm-hmm. that will continue to be because we want – uh, people to know about it. We had several folks that came up to us after the fact that, Hey, I had no idea. It's like, well, okay, you know, we're going to try to do even better next year to promote this a little bit. Part of it will be on us. Part of it will be naturally because now that it's been around a year, I think it already has obtained a little bit of, uh, uh, of name recognition, but we want, we want anybody who has a desire to get involved and to engage in their community to apply for this. It's it's a, a multitude of things. It's great networking. It's good to get to know people. It's good to get good to get to know how the the city works and functions and the leadership roles that are. And you know, as a student, you probably just hear about the mayor. This time, this way, you get to learn more about the whole process. And does the mayor have people working for him? What is the mayor in charge of? What, and just stuff like that. So it's really cool. Keaton, man, this is great that you had this initiative to start and go to Mayor Mulder with this. Have you known Mayor Mulder for many years? I have not. Uh, the first time we met was our first discussion on the council. That's very cool. That's That just shows me another that the, your initiative is, is very strong. When you want to do something, you set out and do it. So you contacted the mayor, and we now have a mayor's youth council in Columbia, Tennessee. That's right. That's the story. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What do you think, Coach Mike? I Man, this is amazing. In fact, I had one on my notes, and uh, I'll probably end up jumping the gun here a little bit. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the shout-out I was thinking about was to Keaton for being the initiator. Uh, most oh, of the time. Don't spoil it. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, you, you put me on the spot there a little I bit. Did, I did, you but, did. Uh, but actually, you know, when I've heard of these things, usually it's an invitation situation where, you know, the mayor's trying to get something going with the kid, with the students and stuff. And so he, he calls the school and says, hey, can you give me, you know, some kids that would be very, very representative? And then they get a letter or they get a phone call and stuff like that. The fact that Keaton has this idea and then Keaton takes the initiative to actually go talk, talk to the people that needed to be involved to do it and gets it rolling and, uh, and of course, then his, his peers, from what it sounds like, uh, his, his peers recognize his leadership and, and put him in the position as chairman. Uh, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a, that's just a fantastic story in and of itself. And uh, and it, it's really interesting to see this uh, to see this organically happening um, from a student led perspective. That's well, that's the thing that impresses me most what, is as a former teacher is. Um, is that it's a student-led situation. Um, I was going to ask with the, you know, the application process, is there an academic level or an academic requirement for these young people? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they um, will submit their transcripts. Um, they'll submit their GPA. Um, they'll submit any extracurricular activities that they do. Um, so it is a, it's an application just to to shine, make yourself yeah. shine. Okay, yeah. is this once once the application is submitted, is this a, a selection process, or is this anybody you know, anybody that applies that meets the criteria is going to be involved, or do okay, I've got a hundred kids that have 
applied, we're going to pick 20, 25, yeah, how, how many, many how ever. How many students do you have? On? Well, it's funny you mentioned you're, you're pulling back the curtain a little bit on some of the logistics. On it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we want to um, encompass as many students as possible. Okay. But we also recognize that there is a, a certain point where you can only be effective and you can only get so much out of it based upon the number of students and council members that you have. And so uh, there is an application process, as JC pointed out, that is a sort of a, an inclusive process. I mean, you're not going to be graded just on, on transcripts alone. I mean, right. we're going to look at the totality of the, of the circumstances, including what your engagement is already, whether or not you're academically you know, in good standing, are you in an extracurricular activities, give us an objective statement as to why you want to do do it. And so there were a few folks this year that um, were not selected that we hope will come back next year. But our goal is is to, to be in a position to where we do have to make some selections because we want to keep this as sort of our, uh, you know, the, the, the best and the brightest of, of our young folks. And I think the, the unfortunate truth is, is that most of the people are applying qualify, uh, but, you know, also recognizing that, you know what, maybe Maybe we do need to keep it capped at a number so that we're, we're, we're maximizing the influence. And so I think because of that, what we're going to see is some potential changes next year, maybe gear it more towards that upperclassman. We do have a couple of uh, underclassmen, ninth and 10th graders, but you know, maybe one way is to, to sort of cap it organically by saying, hey, look, only 11th and 12th graders. We don't know that, but it's sort of evolving, but it's a good point. I mean, we do want it to have a, a, a criterion so it's not just anybody who wants to be on. We want you to have some skin in the game too. So listen, folks, if you listen to the radio or you listen to the podcast, you are a student in Murray County at any of the, organ- any of the schools you have an opportunity to be a part of the Mayor's Youth Council. So watch social media, watch the Columbia City, City of Columbia website and other avenues for, um, what was the timeline, March? May. It'll be May, open in May. May, May of uh, 2022, this year, and there will be the application process. So consider your, yourself um, nominated to put an application in. I mean, I don't know that there's anything better you can do to, to understand and network in, a, in an organization in your own city. Um, right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. And, by the way, Coach, you're going to be off the hook for the um, – the, the <laughs> I'll I'll have something to add. Oh, okay. If you, yeah, you, you have to come up with another one. You have a little bit of time because that was a great shout out that you did uh, for Keaton. Keaton, we you can tell as we're talking, we really appreciate your uh, your initiatives and your drive to do things and and wish you great success. And we're going to go ahead and shift gears a little bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about the city of Columbia since we have the mayor of Columbia in the room. But you feel free to chime in anytime you'd like. All right. So, Mayor, I have a question for you. What is going on in the growth in this city? We are just, like, it's amazing. Every time I turn around, there's a new subdivision. I go down a street that I, I hadn't been down in a year, and I'm like, wow, where did those houses come from? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I, when I first got elected, one of the things I used to say, because the parking problem downtown was sort of coming on the horizon, and, and I used to say that the only thing worse than having a downtown parking problem would be not having a parking problem at all. <laughs> uh, similarly, I think the only thing worse than explosive growth would be having zero growth at all. So, I mean, I think it's first important that we look at the fact that, hey, look, it, it's it's 
we're sort of grateful to be in a position where we do have this kind of growth. Now, mm-hmm. I think we have a responsibility to make sure that we continue to grow in a smart way. Uh, but when you look at the trajectory, the growth is, is, is showing no signs of slowing whatsoever. I mean, uh, 2021 was a record year in terms of permits, uh, residential and commercial. Mm-hmm. And you know what? 2020 was a record year before that. And 2019 was a record year before that. So, I mean, we're on a trajectory where we're setting records every year in our growth. And the good thing about it, Jack, is that Columbia was sort of prepared for this moment. So you, you see other communities in Middle Tennessee that are experiencing some of the explosive growth. I mean, you can uh, think of Spring Hill. Uh, you can think of some other communities in Williamson County. Um, Columbia planned for this in a way that it's able to sustain this kind of growth mm-hmm. from an infrastructure perspective. Yep. Now, of course, we're not perfect, and there are some issues relative to transportation that, that we're facing that all of us in Middle Tennessee are facing. But from from a, a solid waste and from a wastewater and just from a pure infrastructure standpoint, uh, we were very well positioned. We are very well positioned, which is why I tell city council all the time, what we have to make sure we're doing in the year 2022 is preparing such that 20 years from now, the mayor and city council can look back and say that they're well positioned because of the people 20 years prior to them. Because I, I am here today to say that thanks to good planning and good governance over the last 20 years, Columbia is now able to sort of welcome this growth in a way that that's smart, but but in a way that, that doesn't deny everything that comes through. And so I think it's uh, what you're seeing is is going to continue and showing no signs of slowing down. And we've just got to make sure that we continue to keep up with it uh, in a way that, that, that continues to encourage people to want to locate here while also keeping the people here already uh, happy and comfortable and proud of the community in which they live. Yeah, the the growth is really something cool. And and I want to talk something about the downtown area. And we have this really, really fun first Friday. And, of course, we missed it this year in January because of the snowstorm. Um, so we were all out sledding instead of going downtown, which was fun, too. Um, there is something cool about going downtown on a Friday night and every – Business is open. Um, there's vendors out on the streets. There's music going on. Wow, who, I don't know who dreamed that up, but well, I love it. And, and that's the beauty. One of my favorite thing about First Fridays, uh, in addition to just the camaraderie and the excitement and the fun and the commerce and the activity that you see on, on downtown uh, Friday nights in Columbia, is that it just all came together organically. I mean, literally, uh, a few years ago, uh, some local businesses and merchants downtown decided to stay open a little later, and then all of a sudden they realized it was on the first Friday of the month, and all of a sudden that had a little bit of ring to it, and next thing you know, it's getting promoted a little bit, and next thing you know, it's it's one of the hottest events in, in Middle Tennessee on a Friday night. Uh, and, and, you know, certainly the city now has sort of gotten behind it and, and tried to promote it and pump it. And, you know, we're providing some resources there just because of the crowd sizes that, you know, weren't previously required. But it's a true organic uh, created and started by some downtown merchants who wanted to see some increased activity commerce-wise. And, and they've got that in a very big way. Another thing I really like about our downtown, and, and that's really cool that it was an organic um, movement to get that going, is our downtown is not a franchise downtown. It is filled with mom and pop shops and small business owners and just great places to go shop, to go eat. When I moved here to Middle Tennessee many years ago, let me go back to the early 90s, I looked at downtown and went, I wonder what that was like when it was, you know, popular because there was there was not much going on then. 
and I walk downtown now and I'm like, man, I feel so proud to be a part of this city and this, or this, this County and just the, the camaraderie, like you called it, um, in the downtown area, it's, it's just remarkable. Yeah, I think that the downtown district for Columbia is one thing that sets us apart from most other similarly situated communities that, you know, as I say all the time, I mean, you look around Middle Tennessee and, and communities like Columbia, we're all experiencing growth. We're all sort of uh, reaping the, the, the benefit and reward of, of Nashville's just vibrancy that's trickling down and around to all of us. So you have to sort of figure out what separates yourself, what sets you apart that can make your community be the community that people want to come visit and spend their money and then go back home or that make your residents proud. And I think our downtown district is certainly one of those. I think you're right. And another thing, since I, this is the school district show, what I've noticed, too, is when um, I, in the early days, my kids were in the band and stuff like that, and we just had a parade down the street. It was great. It was fun. Mule Day was fun. But I've noticed you've transitioned more things into the downtown area when you do parades, like Christmas parades now go into downtown. We now have what they call a mule drop every year um, for New Year's Eve. That is amazing. And different other activities that involved the bands and the the different schools doing different things downtown. Of all of my sights and sounds at this year's Christmas parade that I enjoyed, and there were a lot, you know, you see kids and screaming at Santa Claus and uh, people yelling and, and clapping for their friends. But probably my favorite sound is hearing the marching bands. Uh, go down playing Christmas carols, playing Friday night football music. I mean, that to me uh, is quintessential small town America. Uh, but then you wake up on on New Year's Day in the Rose Bowl parade, and you see bands in the Rose Bowl parade. So I mean, it's it's what we're doing here is what they're doing across the country. But it just has a little bit better sound as it's going through down. Oh, absolutely! I can echo that one hundred percent because I was a band member. And the marching band, concert band, jazz band, you know, everything. I, I love music. And so my daughter, my oldest daughter, Jessica, was in the Columbia Central High School band. And we just had such a great time. I was actually a member of that uh, band boosters organization for like seven years. I just couldn't stop doing stuff with them because after my daughter was out of school, they were like, can I come back? You know, because right. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It is part of America. And it, the, the music, and like you said, it, it's amazing. So Chaz part of our downtown and we're here on West 7th Street at WKRM WKOM radio station part of downtown is this amazing new West 7th Street this is so nice and it took a while to get here and I, and I know you defended the project and you and you reported out on it because there were some delays and stuff but Man, it's great. And I seen them yesterday. I think they were laying down some new sod in some areas that just had dirt. Well, you know, the West 7th Street project is one that uh, it, it took a village. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it's a project that uh, was awarded through a TDOT grant uh, well before my time, uh, didn't receive uh, bids, and finally uh, it, it did. And so then it began, and, and there was just a perfect storm to, to cause delays that, you know, I'm a big believer of we look forward, not backward, and uh, there will be opportunities to look back on that project and try to figure out, you know, where maybe it could have gone better. Um, in large part, most of the delays were given things well beyond our control, whether it be weather-related or, or COVID-19 mm -hmm. shutdown. I mean, I never will forget there was during one component or one phase of, of the of the construction 
um, the entire crew was sent home because the of, of a COVID related uh, shutdown. And uh, you know, how who, who would have ever thought that when this project right. first came to fruition? But on the other hand, there were some other delays that you know it was frustrating when there would go weeks that go by that there would be no uh, activity at all. But the bottom line is, is what we now have is a finished product. And and I told the contractor during one of our last meetings that I think given the delays and just the negative connotations in this community that that project delay created is it, the jury was still out as whether or not it will look at a project that was worth it in the end. I think what we now see in the final product is that it is a project that was worth it despite all of the delays mm-hmm. and the, the inconveniences because when you drive down West 7th Street, whether you're coming towards Columbia or away, you can't help but just think about how nice it is and how just beautiful sort of the scenery is that, that you just really can't compete with anywhere else. And so well, I hey, think it was worth it for sure. I'll just say I like not seeing telephone poles and wires. So we have got to go to break and get a word from our sponsors, but we're going to be back with Keith. Keaton Kodat, Mayor Chaz Mulder, and J.C. Bomer after these words from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. As we embrace those around us this new year, Rick and I would like to say thank you for all the enormous support extended to us in 2021 at Tillis Jewelry. We still may have some challenges and there still may be a few to come our way in 2022, but together we are better. Rick and I wish you health and happiness in 2022, and if we can put a little sparkle in someone's day, please stop in and shop or let us create a new piece for your loved one. Happy New Year from your friends at Tillis Jewelry. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
This is folk singer Michael Jonathan. On Wood Songs, we celebrate the music of America's front porch. So pour a cup of coffee, relax in front of your radio, and enjoy a musical adventure with us. From my front porch to yours every Friday at 4 p.m., again Saturday morning at 7, right here on Front Porch Radio, WKRM 103.7 FM, for the weekly broadcast of the Wood Songs. Hi, this is Barry Duke. You're listening to the home of the Columbia Central Lions, 1340 and 103.7 WKRM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Again, I feel like singing every time I hear that song, Walking on Sunshine. Hey, we are here with Keaton Kodat, chairman of the Mayor's Youth Council, Mayor Chaz Mulder, and J.C. Bomar. We've had a great show talking about the Mayor's Youth Council, what it is, um, talking about how Keaton was able to um, initiate that with Mayor Chaz Mulder. Keaton, I got a question for you. Do you have any questions, comments? wishes for the mayor's youth council since this is its first year and you'll be graduating and going on to become this this college professor one day do you have anything you'd like to ask i think the biggest thing i can say is is encouragement to current students now to apply um the youth council has genuinely been one of the most impactful things i've i've done and i've met so many amazing people and i could not recommend participating enough that's great. You know, one of the things I did recently, and I think, Chaz, you've probably done this, is the Leadership Murray. Correct. Um, I was in the greatest class ever in 2020. That We like to say that each class, right? Um, and I got a lot out of that because I've been in the community and I've been volunteering in the community and doing things. And I gained a whole new network and I learned some stuff that I didn't know before about our community. So it's the same with the Mayor's Youth Council. So like Keaton said... Take that opportunity. Look at what the, what they're doing and apply for that opportunity. Good good job, Kate, and thank you so much, Mayor. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk more about about what he said there, but uh, I think leadership Murray, which I was a part of, also youth leadership Murray. I think I'm. Um, I know I'm a graduate of both, which I don't think you're a graduate I, of youth leadership. I was leadership. not. I did, I did not uh, live here then. And, so. and what we do think about the Mayor's Youth Council is sort of a supplement to the youth leadership, Murray, because that's certainly a very good program that's been involved for a long time now. I mean, it, it, I was in it when I was in high school, and that's been 20 years now. So um, I think that those are also good opportunities to get engaged. And that's you really get more out of those than you put into them, and I hope that's also what's happening on the Mayor's Youth Council. Yeah, they're great um, opportunities, and I was thinking about the leadership, um, youth leadership also. Um, great programs. Let's go ahead and switch gears again. I like doing that on the show because we're on the bus, right? You know, there's a lot of, lot of gears going on. Um, the recent snow, and somebody called it Snowmageddon. I didn't think it was that bad. I actually thought it was a lot of fun because there's nothing prettier than waking up and seeing the trees with a light um, covering of snow and everything just white. Um, but we had some amazing things happening, and I seen something you posted, uh, I think it was on Twitter, and you were shouting out to some of the folks in the city. Well, you know, any time there is any form of emergency, whether it be natural disaster type of emergency or public safety type of emergency, 
um, you, you really see firsthand how lucky you are to live in a community that has the public safety components that we have in the city of Columbia. Uh, what we saw recently in the snowstorm uh, was the public works department that really just did a, an outstanding job of, of not only prepping for the storm, not only providing uh, good work during the storm, but also coming in and getting the streets cleaned after the storm. And uh, we learned a lot from last year's snow event. Uh, one of those was that we needed to acquire uh, additional salt for 2022 because uh, we went through so much last year. And so actually during this last event, the city public works department laid over 150 tons of salt on the road uh, to help get the roads cleared and safe for folks to drive. And so seeing them in, in action was, uh, again, it's just, I, I'm so honored to serve in the role as mayor. And among that, the, the main reason that I, I'm so honored is, is to be able to be involved in a group like our city departments and just the sophistication and skill set that they bring to the table that not only would compete with any city our size, but would I frankly think that would compete with any city no matter the size. And, and so public works is something we're very fortunate to have such a skilled unit. And of course, also all of our first responders, uh, Columbia Police Department, Columbia Fire and Rescue, who are also instrumental in the uh, operations during an emergency type of event, you know, helping out with car accidents and motor vehicle reports during a, during about an hour and a half span during the, the peak snowfall uh, last week. We had over 75 calls come in uh, within a matter of 90 minutes for traffic-related incidents, folks needing help, uh, et cetera. And so uh, those calls mean that there are people that have to report to them, that right. CPD and Columbia Fire. And so just seeing that play out is 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 just truly special, and I just want everyone in the city of Columbia to know how proud they should be and how lucky they are to have public works, police, and fire and rescue uh, in, in in control and leading the charge during those kind of events. I, I, I could echo that completely. I've got friends that work in the police department, the fire department. I don't think anybody in public works, but they do an amazing job. <clears throat> now, Another part of the city that I think has been highlighted recently is there was a um, financial success story that I read. Tell us just a little bit about that. Well, the city of Columbia is very fortunate, has been for a long time, certainly well before my time, to have always had very sound financial uh, governance and fiscal responsibility and, and, and just – the, the way that that sort of sets the tone across the city uh, is just, you know, you, you can't really say enough about that. And uh, we're very fortunate, Tony Massey and, and Thad Jablonski, the assistant city manager and chief financial officer, they uh, are sort of the, the, the folks in charge with overseeing our finances. And we continue as a city to to receive awards and recognition for the good, solid fiscal governance that, that we show as a city. Recently, we had an audit report came back that was totally clear. Uh, there's no such thing as, as a, a, a bad audit that comes back totally clear. So we were glad to see that. And then just also in the way that we are transparent with our with our finances and the way that we put it out to the public for public consumption to see how we're spending the taxpayer dollars. We also recently received a reward for that. And so at the end of the day, um, it's, it's, it's the taxpayer dollar that's being spent uh, when we do things such as acquire salt for a storm such that we can use 150 tons during an event to clear roads. Uh, that's an example of good usage and spending of taxpayer dollars. And so um, it's it's not a surprise that we're getting these type of recognitions because I know the hard work inside City Hall that goes into it. But it's certainly an opportunity for us to highlight and promote the fact that, hey, look, not only uh, are we a community
community that's growing. Not only are we a community that's taking care of our streets during bad times and our public safety, but we're also a community that's managing the budget well and that it's exercising financial uh, diligence and, and, and restraint and just good principles. And, and I think that's that's an important obligation that we have as a council. Uh, and our city council uh, takes that very uh, serious, and, and it's good to see the fruits of that labor. That is awesome. <clears throat> that is so awesome. This all helps us prepare for this growth that we're experiencing. So we are running low on time. So traditionally on the Big Yellow School of Us, we do our shout-outs. And I have prepped everybody in the show today to, and warned you to be ready for a shout-out. So, Keaton, I'm going to let you go first. I really just want to shout-out my other council members, specifically our secretary, Kennedy Pollard, and our vice president, Ann Sowell. And uh, also I've got to shout-out my teacher, Miss Ballard, for letting me miss her class to be here. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Ballard. We really appreciate having Keaton on the show today. Great shout out. Thank you, Keaton. Mayor Mulder. Well, you know, Jack, I, I could uh, sit here and give plenty of shout outs. Uh, I've already been able to talk about Public Works, uh, rescue, Fire and Rescue, Columbia Police Department. Um, we did just have promotions yesterday at CPD where we have new corporals, sergeants, lieutenants, and a new captain, and just the good work that they're doing and be able to see that. Uh, it's really hard to narrow it down. I'd love to, to, to highlight Keaton. I'd love to highlight JC, the fact that it's the first ever public information officer that we have in the city, which just is another sign of our growth. But I think at the end of the day, I'm going to highlight the Columbia citizen and the Columbia resident because uh, we can't do the job that we do without them and without their support. And, uh, you know, growth isn't always easy. Um, but again, there are worse alternatives. And so I, I think that the, the community resident today is who I want to give a special shout out to and thank them for the opportunity to serve in this role. Thank you, Chaz. What a great shout out. JC. Well, Mayor Mulder stole mine. So I <laughs> know <laughs> it was really, I could give shout outs forever, but really just the people of this town, the people of this town is what makes Columbia, what Columbia is and makes it so amazing. The youth and the people that invest in the youth and our downtown merchants and just merchants all over. It's just what makes Columbia, Columbia. All right, coach. Yeah. Uh, in addition to Keaton, as I'd already uh, mentioned today, I want to uh, give a shout out to Mayor Mulder and his staff for actually being open to a student uh, who's too young, too young to vote. I mean, he really can't help you in the in the immediate, but you were open to and received an inquiry for Keaton for starting this, and then. Not only did you listen to him and stuff, you took action with it. And uh, I think that's to be uh, commended. And I think it's, it's setting a, a good tone and a good precedent for, uh, for our future leadership here. My shout-out is going to be to the Shaq Mason Foundation. Just before Christmas, I think it was December 17th or 18th, Shaq Mason Foundation visited Baker Elementary School. And we had Big L School Bus on location that day. And we talked to a lot of people. But they were able to give presents to over 400 students. My shout-out is to Shaq Mason Foundation, Alicia McGuire, and their family. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank our guests for coming in today and telling us about the Mayor's Youth Council and talking about the City of Columbia. You all have a great day, and, we'll be, and thank you again to Caledonian Financial for sponsoring the Big Yellow School Bus. Take care.
Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 a.m. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. For the love of the climb. For the love of the fall. For the love of knowing your kids' laughter is the sweetest music there is. For the love of Tennessee. Travel safe. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Music you can work to. Dream. 